What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo, brought to you by Thin Man Brewery. As always, I'm Brendan. But I'm Taylor. And Taylor, we're going to open up today's episode talking about some Amherst as they have taken a two to nothing series lead over the Toronto Marlies in the North Division Finals in the Calder Cup playoffs right now. The Amherst have won five straight games after going down 0-2 in their first round matchup, have just stormed back, again, won five straight most recently, beating the Marlies on Saturday night, 7-4. to The Amherst have played seven playoff games so far and have an impressive 10 players with more than five points through these seven games so far. Taylor, talk a little bit about this hot start for the Amherst and how it seems like they really are starting to pull it together and, and become a team that can find success in the playoffs after they seemingly would just get stymied in the first round year after year. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Like that was, that was a long run there of the Amherst making the playoffs and just getting annihilated in the first round. But this is like a, a nice welcome change. Obviously winning is always great, but I think it's particularly important with all the young guys that they have there. Like you mentioned, I believe you mentioned Coolidge there having goals in five straight games. Uh, but like, yeah, Coolidge being there, that's huge. Uh, Rosen, all those like guys like that, that, that are on the team. And it, I think that they've, they've done a really good job in general with Rochester. I want to say, because things really could have gone sideways. They fired Chris Taylor and like basically the whole staff in Rochester during COVID really t- to save money. And that we, we did, we criticized that at the time, but I think with Adams kind of running the show from a hockey ops standpoint, he's done a good job with Rochester and, and creating a culture where guys uh, are ready to come to the NHL and there's guys there you can pull up right away and they're, they're winning. And like looking back at last year, Krabs was only down there for a little bit, but Paterka and Quinn were great down there. That was huge for them. And it seems like Coolidge is kind of the same thing this year. And going forward, there's going to be more and more guys, I'm sure, in Rochester at that level who are decently high draft picks that the Sabres uh, have a lot of faith in for the future. So this is good. And it's also – it's exciting. It'd be cool. I don't know. Maybe if they make uh, conference finals or finals, we go down the throughway uh, for a, a game or two. Definitely would have to do that. I think if anything else, too, it, it's going to be very interesting how – really the roster is going to shake out going into next year because it feels like there's going to be maybe one or two forward spots available up for grabs in that top nine for the Sabres. And boy, oh boy, the postseasons that Yuri Kulik and Matthew Savoy have been having, they are both making a case for that last spot. So let's talk a little bit more about Kulik though, because again, as you had mentioned, he had goals in five straight. He has been lethal on the power play he he's just been phenomenal. Like he has been a stud for this Amherst team. He's been consistently good for them all year long. And we are getting production out of him. That is that of a top 10 pick as compared to one that is at the end of the first round. So talk a little bit, Taylor, about Kulik's importance and really looking ahead to next year. You know, is he playing his way into an opening night roster spot with how good he's been for the Amherst in these playoffs? I would, I would say so. Yeah. He literally just turned 19 too. He played most of the season at age 18. That's super impressive what he's been able to do. And I feel like at this point, he kind of has to be on the roster next year. I guess you would, some people would say, well, you could have him in Rochester and you'd, Savoy would make the roster because they, you know, Savoy can't play in Rochester. Savoy has to go back to the WHL if he's not in the NHL, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I mean, what if you, had they let one of Gergensen's and Oposo walk, they trade Olofsson like we think they're gonna. 
that's two spots and those two could fill it. And Lucas Rusak's a guy people talk about, but that almost feels like he'd be the third guy. Like if someone gets called up or, you know, there's an injury or whatever at some point, I'd rather have him do that than sit in the press box. Very true. Yeah. It's just so tough though, because also with any roster construction for next year, for me, at least I'm taking into account the fact that you want Peyton Krebs to get elevated to that third line center role there. So then that begs the question, well, if you have your top two lines, you have, Tage, Tuck, Skinner as the first line, and then you have the kid line second. That would leave in the top nine of guys who are currently on the team right now for that third line, Casey Middlestat and Peyton Krebs. So you would think then that one of those spots would be open. Just to me, it doesn't feel like long-term that they're going to try and run Krebs back as the 4C again this year. I think that it was great for him. I think him rounding out his defensive game was incredibly important. It added a new dimension to his game, but... I don't know. I think with what you have invested in him and his talent in general, he's more than a fourth liner. And so I would like to think that he's going to be able to get that opportunity. Wouldn't you think? I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's no real reason to just throw someone. They did this a lot during like the Bielsma Housley era when they had the, those two eras, I should say. Uh, They had like a young guy like coming up like a kind of a prospect like Bailey or Baptiste or Carrier or one of these guys or Hudson fashing. And they're just like immediately like play on this bad fourth line. Oh, you're not productive. I'll just go back to Rochester. Like there was kind of a really stupid way they used to do things. So I think they've definitely given guys more opportunities to succeed. On the other hand, they're just a better team. So it's easy to do that. But for sure, for sure. No, it goes without saying. Well, very exciting stuff, though, for the Amherst here. Again, they are up two to nothing in their series against the Marlies. And again, that's kind of I feel like even more appropriate that it is against Toronto, because that's a team that this Amherst team has struggled against mightily in the playoffs. Many of those first round exits that we are talking about coming at the hands of the Marlies. So it has been really, really great to see. And also got to give a shout out to our guy, Lawrence Pilot, who has been dynamite for the Amherst and a true number one D for that team. He has seven points in seven games through these playoffs and has been everything that they've needed him to be on the back end. So shout out to Larry for getting some well-deserved recognition and playing as well as he has been for this team. Yeah. I, I, we've always really liked Larry. So I'm glad he's doing well. Yeah, like they have some veterans down there doing well too. And I don't know. It's cool. Like if you aren't going to be an NHL guy, or if you're basically going to be a fringe, like a quad a type guy, it is like admirable to carve out a career where you're like a leader on this kind of team. And like, yeah, it's it's just cool like to to see him have some level of success. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's move on to some of the NHL playoffs, Taylor. Because well, should we mention real quick the other oh. big thing going on with Matt Savoy in the I don't know is yeah. the, the finals for the WHL that he's he in? Is. He 28 is twenty eight points in sixteen games. Ooh-y. In the playoffs, that is. He has been looking nice out there yeah. for Winnipeg, man. Seeing, I haven't been able to catch the games, but. I'm sure as many of us all do following Chris Baker, our pal in front of the pod on Twitter, he is constantly posting updates of him, video clips of his play. And I mean, Savoy has just been a dynamo for Winnipeg through these playoffs here. So very, very exciting. Again, seeing that success that both Savoy and Kulik are having. And again, it's going to make uh, make for a very, very interesting roster battle going into next season, to say the least. Do you have any other thoughts on Savoy you'd like to share, Taylor? Yeah, yeah, he rules. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. See you next year, bud. Hell yeah. Love that attitude. All right, very cool. Well, how about, Taylor, we talk about a little team from Sunrise, Florida, who 
just defied all of the odds and knocked those gremlins from the north out of the playoffs. Folks, of course, I am talking about the Florida Panthers knocking out the Toronto Maple Leafs in five games. The Maple Leafs are done. And boy, oh boy, Toronto Maple Leafs fans are not happy and understandably so. They got outworked, outmatched, outclassed by a less talented Florida team, if we're being honest, from top to bottom. I mean, Toronto did have the better roster, but Florida outplayed them in this series. And shout out Sam Reinhart doing the Lord's work, knocking out the Leafs for us. It was unbelievable. I mean, what an incredible series and what an improbable story the Panthers are. I think there's so many things that you can look at with this Panthers team and just as to one of the many reasons why this has just been such a shocking run. Namely, one of them that I was thinking about over the weekend, Taylor, is how we talked about this, I think maybe a few weeks ago or so, but prior to the season, we were pretty brutally mocking the Panthers for hiring Paul Maurice. And look at them now in the Eastern Conference Finals, matching up against the Carolina Hurricanes for what's going to be a very entertaining battle. Obviously, Maurice has a hand in that, but I think it's much more and much more could be attributed to the performances that Florida has been getting out of guys like, of course, Matthew Kachuk at the top of that list. But additionally, obviously, Sam Reinhardt has been fantastic for them. These playoffs, you have some really strong play on the back end in the form of Aaron Eckblad and Brandon Montour. Carter Verhage has stepped up for them and has been at a point per game place in these playoffs here there and then Bobrovsky, you know, you you come into those playoffs again with just so much uncertainty in net. You have Alex Lyon opening things up. He ends up getting pulled eventually in favor of Bobrovsky, and Bobrovsky was able to right the ship for this team and was able to play good enough hockey to get them past the Maple Leafs. So all in all, I mean, what a series that it was, and what a performance by the Panthers! A statement series win there. So, Taylor, give me some thoughts on this loss, you know, for the Maple Leafs, what it means for them moving forward. And we'll get to the Panthers prospects in the conference finals after. But let's talk about the Leafs first a little bit here, because it feels like change is going to be a coming because you got a year left of both Matthews and Nylander after this two years away from Marner and Tavares being UFAs and Again, I mean, they were able to get over the hump and getting through this first round curse that they were in, and then they proceeded to get dog walked by the Panthers after that. So where does Toronto go from here, Taylor? Well, I don't know. <laughs> this is a really tough question because I it's hard for me to see what they're really doing wrong because like the first couple of years of them losing in the playoffs, it was a lot of like, oh, your defense isn't good enough, your goaltending is not good enough, and their goaltending probably still isn't good enough. But that wasn't really the problem in the playoffs. Like in this series, they couldn't they couldn't get any goals from their top guys. That's a weird problem to have. Like their defense was good. Their defense has gotten so much better. Like their team defensive structure, especially under Sheldon Keefe, better. They actually held guys to even like Joseph Wall playing goal. He didn't even do that bad of a job. They held uh, teams to respectable goal totals, except for game one in Tampa, obviously. Or game one in Toronto against Tampa. But God, they just it's your it's your best guys it's Matthews and Marner especially and Torres too to be fair just not scoring 
it was across the board. I mean, according to NHL.com, for starters, Toronto went one in five at home in the playoffs after going 27, eight and six at home during the regular season. And the Maple Leafs did not score more than two goals in any of its final seven playoff games after finishing 11th in the NHL in goals in the regular season. Yeah. Shocking numbers. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, Obviously, the guys they have for depth aren't scoring as much, but you want your big guys scoring, and this is not a one-year thing. It's an every-year thing, and it's kind of getting hard to, I don't know, keep track of which is the most embarrassing. I mean, I guess the most embarrassing is losing to Montreal and blowing a 3-1 lead that year, but God, it's it's losing to Columbus Yep. Uh, last year against Tampa, this year against Tampa. It, it keeps having like three times they lost to the Bruins. It's just – it's yeah, it's insane, and they this year is really – like they, they they beat Tampa in like the luckiest way ever. They got so lucky. They won three games in overtime. Two of those games they really shouldn't have won. They had comebacks late in both of the in I think game three and game might have been three and four, actually. They got dog walked in game five and game one. And then they win another overtime game in game six. These are just coin flip games, especially games where Tampa played better, but Vasilevsky just didn't which is the weird thing. The one goalie they could score on in the playoffs is Vasilevsky. But yeah, in the uh, the next round then, what happens? Like, you run into Florida. Who, yeah, granted, Florida just beat Boston, and they're probably better than the regular season record was. But then they couldn't score on Bovrovsky. It's it's crazy. It's honest. Yeah, it's insane. It... So to answer your original question of where they go from here, you got to do something. And I don't know. A lot of guys want to bring Dubas back. Does Dubas want to come back? It's a good question. I mean, you look at the top, the stars too. I don't know if you went through this or not. Apologies if you did, but Matthews in the second round, zero goals. Tavares in the second round, zero goals. Mitch Marner in the second round, one goal. William Nylander in the second round, two goals. Three goals from your top four, four forwards, two of which are two of the top 15 players in the NHL, 15 forwards in the NHL. Yeah, someone uh, I follow on Twitter was posting about the NBA stars who are the least "quote unquote" about it mm. in the in the big moments and in the playoffs. Like includes James Harden. I forget else who else he included. Definitely James appropriate Harden. today. Oof. Jason Tatum, on the other hand, though, yeah, my man came yeah. to play. Well, this is an interesting thing, not to sidebar too much, but about how much circumstances matter in sports. Eventually, you are who you are. If you're like Harden, especially like mm. how many playoff performance he said but what if marcus smart wasn't awesome on thursday or friday whatever day thursday night it would mm-hmm. be the celtics would have lost four to two in the series and if tatum ended the season on that game Ooh. that would have been a lot of talk this summer but marcus smart's know, about that though he did not end the season that way uh Tatum meant like ending this, the sixer season. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, I cannot imagine being a guy who posted for months about how Embiid's better than Jokic. Yikes. Mm. Spare a thought for those poor souls today. RIP. Yeah. They're going to be visited by uh, the Serbian mafia tonight, but anyway, <laughs> back to what I don't even know. What, where was I getting that with that? Oh, I was Serbian thinking about mafia. The, yeah. The NHL stars who are the quote unquote least about it in the playoffs, like star players. And the first guy I thought of was Mitch Marner. Like it's an every year thing with him. I know he's not a goal scorer first guy, but it's, it's, he's not also making plays in the playoffs either. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And still, even if you're not a scorer first guy, he scores 20 plus every year. He gets a hundred points every year. He doesn't score after the first three games of a series. And it's been going on for years now. 
it's it's pretty crazy to me, yeah, how how down bad that franchise is. Yeah, Dubas is I don't know if I'm him, I'd I'd rather go a lot of places. I think we could probably muster up an assistant general manager job here in Buffalo for him, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm sure. There's gonna be a Leafs fan who listens to me say that and is just gonna have smoke coming out of their ears, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good lord. But yeah, what a what a weird uh little thing from Florida. Because Florida is interesting. They What the hell, man? <laughs> it's easy to forget now. Florida used to be like the worst franchise in hockey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most of our lives. Like their third okay, so quick history, their third year, like they make the playoffs for the first time, they make the cup. And like a big unexpected run with Van Beesbrook and lose, obviously, in a very boring cup. And then the next year, they make the playoffs again, losing the first round. They make the playoffs again in 2000, losing the first round. Don't make it again until 2012. It's the I believe that streak is the record the Sabres just broke in longest playoff drought. Lost in the first round in 2012. Made it in 2016. Actually won the division. Lost in the first round. So they had the longest playoff uh Longest streak between winning a playoff series in the NHL until recently. Even in um, 2020, in the bubble, they made it and lost. 2021, uh, whatever you want to call that season, they lost to Tampa in that weird other division that they had with Carolina. They lost in the first round again. So last year when they beat the Capitals and won the President's Trophy and then you know beat the Capitals in kind of an unimpressive first round, that was their first playoff series win in 26 years. So right now it's 1996 to 2021, zero playoff series wins between the 96 conference finals and the 2022 first round one in 2022 and now two this year, twice as many as the past like 27 years. And I got to say, uh, they really shouldn't have made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took Alex Lyon getting super hot in April for them to even make the playoffs. And they they were extremely thing. lucky again. The Sabres were one win away from being in that spot. And it just goes to show that when you get to the playoffs, goddamn, it can be unpredictable. But good for this Panthers team. I, I mean, I wonder about that though, because are the Panthers just better than they played in the regular season? I mean, I sometimes think sometimes guys are just teams are just lucky, but I don't know if this is the case. I think that that's a, that could be a fair argument to be made. I mean, I I definitely you know they had some injury stuff that they ran into during the during the summer as or during the season. Uh, you had the unpredictability with their goaltending situation with Spencer Knight needing to step away for a while there. So there was a lot that played into it. And I think they were able to just kind of get a little bit stabilized once they got into the playoffs here. And also you just have some guys on that team who they just show up, they show up in the big moments. Like they have had those kind of signature moments. I mean, Kachuk has had how many of those games, Reinhardt's overtime winner where he pretty much single-handedly like I, the, the, unbelievable hockey sense that he showed on that play like they you know nick cousins of all people then scoring for them the the overtime winner to secure the series win they've just had guys who've stepped up in key spots there and they are a good team and they have some depth too and i think that you know when you look at this roster it's definitely i mean Price, they have goddamn Casey Fitzgerald in the in the lineup for one game only. But you know, otherwise though, they have they have some really good players on that Florida team. You know, we we talked about a, the the goaltending a bunch, but like again, that forward group is rock solid. I mean, we're, we've been talking about Kachuk and, and Verhage coming out with his great season and in, in playoffs and Reinhardt's play, but that doesn't even bring up Sasha Barkov. Of course, you have Sam Bennett who's been able to come back for them. Anton Lindell who's been 
just great these past couple of years since breaking into the league. You have Anthony Duclair, you know, Lou Sterinen, who we've talked about, has been like a really, really good bottom six piece for them as well. And again, they just have had guys who have stepped up when they needed it to. And they're they're a pretty fun team. And Brandon Montour, man, again, like just it's a good story. It's a really good story, I think. Florida doing so well. And now we just need them to beat the Hurricanes. We cannot have the Carolina Hurricanes in the Stanley Cup, folks. We just we we can't have it. Whatever your opinions of Matthew Kachuk are during the regular season, we all need to band together and support this man and just have him drag these Panthers right through the Hurricanes. Please, I do not want Carolina sniffing a Stanley Cup. Is it biased? Yes. Do I care? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, same. I I agree with that. I also think, I guess... To the the luck thing, Bobrovsky is a nine eighteen. So sometimes goaltending is all you need. On the other hand, like I don't know, we, Kachuk's awesome. Reinhardt, you know, like what you just mentioned there with the forward group. I think they probably were better than a team that needed a bunch of luck to make the playoffs. Like they're legit. So yeah, I I do hope they make an inexplicable Stanley Cup appearance because uh, we we really don't want Carolina there. And honestly, the reason I don't love this Eastern Conference Final is not the ratings thing that people seem to love to bring up. I guess that must be mostly sad Leafs fans. Mm. Why would I care? I think my friend Phil put it very well. Phil is someone who said like his whole life watching hockey, uh, people have been complaining about ratings and talking about ratings. And it's always almost negative. He's like, you know what? It's still on TV. Yeah. It's not going away. What do I care? The NHL makes a little bit less money. And Andrew Roycroft stick to being a bad goalie. Your the, the, total nonsense tweet about the stellar cap not going up next year because of the Eastern Conference Finals matchup. It'll probably be fine, is my guess. There, it won't be good ratings because they're they're not national teams. No one cares about them, and their markets aren't good. I don't want to hear any whining about that. Their markets aren't good in terms of fans like uh, t- tuning into TV like an in mass the way like a lot of other markets are. Even some non traditional markets. I'm not. It's like you know, it, it's it. They're not the two best spots for that. That's it. But I, I also don't care. It's not my business. So let's get a win there, Florida. And then, you know, out West, I, I don't really know what I want at this point, but I, I really tonight would like Edmonton to win. And I would have liked the game to have not been on at 10 PM when Barry's on. So. Well said, I was going to say, what the hell is the NHL doing there? Your only game, like the only game of the day on a Sunday, that's a holiday. And you're going to have this game really still start at 10 p.m. I mean, what are we doing here? I saw someone speculate it's because they want to avoid the NBA and the uh, Sunday Night Baseball. But, God, if you can't get people to watch a second round game six because they're watching the Cardinals and Red Sox on Sunday Night Baseball in May. Come on. That's ridiculous. Just stupidity. Mm-hmm. Uh do we want to get to uh, an ad read real quick? I do think we should, yes. And then we can run through the Western Conference quick. All right, folks. Well, you know our first sponsor. You've heard them uh, many times throughout the years. It's DraftKings. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. So if you're listening to this on Monday, we got a big Game 7 coming up. The Stars versus the Kraken, which should be interesting, bat-wise. I mean, Game 7 in hockey, very unpredictable. Tough to know what to expect. 
Uh, if you're interested, it's at 8 p.m. So, you know, make your best before then if you're gonna. But I think it's an interesting game. The Stars were only eight points better in the regular season than the Kraken. The Kraken have already won a game seven, which is crazy. The Kraken have won as many game sevens as the Buffalo Sabres in their histories, which is great. I believe the Sabres might have. Is, is there one? Yeah, I think Ted Nolan's won the only one ever. But anyway. Just making it worse. Yeah. So, yeah. Lines there. Stars are favored. So check that out if you're interested in uh, in making a bet with DraftKings. I think it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I really don't I don't know what to expect, but maybe we see good Ottinger finally. So if you're interested, Jeez. download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org. And you're call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. It's 21 and over in most states, but age will vary by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. And our next sponsor, Raycon. Can I just say something really quick about Raycon? Mm -hmm. I really wish that it was like a joint venture between Ray J and Akon. I feel like there's just like a missed opportunity there that... I just needed to address. It's been just brewing inside of me, this take, and I just wanted to point that out. So, Ray J, we know you're listening. We know you love the Sabres. We know you're a big Donnie Meatballs guy, but I think you got to get Akon in on this venture. So, anyways, just wanted to point that out. Wow, fascinating. Thank you. So, let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, yes, without any customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we're officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely on a brand name. So, a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you should definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon's wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. So... These are tough economic times. I don't know that because I don't know anything about the economy, but I heard someone say that on the mm. news, so I think mm. it's true. Get Raycons. You can spend more money on the, all the other things you want to spend money on. You know, it's it's almost summer here. It's getting nice here in western New York. Maybe you want to go do a happy hour and drink on a patio. Uh, maybe you want to – I don't know. Maybe you want to hit up a nice food truck, go to a brewery. I'm thinking of things I did recently. <laughs> it, it was Mother's Day recently. Save money for a present, a nice present for your mom. It'll be Father's Day after that. You probably have a friend whose birthday is coming up. So you're going to have to spend money on all those things. You don't want to have to spend money on. I do. I have several. Hmm. Just wondering out of curiosity for no particular reason. Yeah. Yeah. Gemini's man, right? Mother. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. 
They also offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping, and they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Because of their tremendous features, such as three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear qual quality, water and sweat resistance, and they have eight hours of playtime. So go go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Okay. Then, our good friends at Thin Man Brewery. Well, folks, you mentioned the weirdly wonderful beer fest that is coming up on July 22nd, uh, the summer. They just announced uh, more breweries that are going to be there. Again, we—it's uh, I believe this is the first of its kind here at Thin Man, so this is going to be a big, interesting, fun thing this summer. But the new breweries they, they mentioned here, Bellswood, Beltline, Big Ditch, Blackberry, Blue Jacket, Brulahan, Cartoon Brewing, Commonwealth Brewing, those are all going to be there. And that's in addition to the ones we mentioned uh, in last week's episode, so... Quite a few uh, big-name breweries on hand, and it seems like there's going to be even more than that. So if you're interested, the tickets are available at weirdlywonderful.com. So stay tuned for more details on that. I'm pretty excited for that. I'm hoping to be able to get to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything else that Thin Man you wanted to mention, bud? Boy, we got our goddamn trivia night next week. A week from today, folks, May 22nd, we will be back for Buffalo Sports Trivia Part... Is this four or five? Four. Four, Four, yeah. Part four, going to be a great time. American Lemieux will still be on tap, so make sure you come and check it out. You can pick up a four-pack of it. We're going to have great prizes available for our winners, as always, and it's going to be a great time, guaranteed. Best of all, if the weather's nice, we're going to have the patio area opened up, so it'll be great. And again, make sure you are calling in advance and you are making a reservation. Do so either Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Leading up to it, make sure, though, you're calling in advance as spots very quickly. I should say tables very quickly get uh, get get picked up there. So make sure you are calling ahead, making that reservation and coming and hanging out with us again. That is Monday, May 22nd at 8 p.m. at Thin Man Elmwood. It's going to be a great time. All sure right. is. Darn right. So we're back. We are so yeah. back. Let's talk about the Western Conference really quick, Taylor. So, again, as we talked about this ridiculously scheduled 10 p.m. Eastern time game, six between the Vegas Golden Knights and Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton trying to stay alive as Vegas holds a 3-2 to two series lead. Taylor, does Edmonton hang on and force a game seven? I hope so. It's been a pretty fun series. Well, it hasn't been that fun of a series, honestly. But it should be a fun series in theory. Uh, I love watching McDavid and Dry's little play, so I want to see more of that. The Knights look like they're kind of back. But, you know, like we said before, both teams have bad goal signing. So I'd like to see the goalies like kind of play even one of these nights, not just have – they're kind of been all over the place. Like they've been meeting, missing each other with the right. – bad bad game so I'd, you know i'd like to see like a seven six game at some point that'd be cool maybe even tonight hey uh yeah i, I i'd like to see like an edmonton i'm gonna be honest i'd like to see an edmonton dallas conference final and Me we'll too. probably get the opposite now because i said that but yeah it's that's that's honestly what I, i'd like to see uh i don't i don't know maybe we get an edmonton carolina cup like uh you know uh, a replay of 17 short years ago yeah, the the one cup matchup that everybody has been clamoring for a rematch for. Yeah, the most memorable cup of all time. Who could forget that time? Uh, Ty Conklin 
made a save. Who could forget the time that uh, friggin' Brett Hedison scored a goal? He probably Dwayne Rollison too, wasn't it? That wasn't even Ty Conklin, wasn't that Dwayne Rollison? He got hurt in game one. Oh, you're right. Actually, that's oh part. That's part God. of the lore of why it, that's a, one of the most bullshit Stanley Cups Ugh. of all time. Just because disgusting. The Oilers literally got to the cup on the back of Rollison because Rollison was so good in the first three rounds, and he got hurt. Like half, he got run into. Mm. And then I believe Ty Conklin like shit the bed the rest of game one. They lost, still won seven games. I think Conklin got benched too, and there was another guy that actually played after that, but I could be mistaken. Wow. Yeah, boring. I actually don't want that cup. Forget I said it. Uh, let's Thank go you. Florida. I've always been a big Panthers guy. I always believed in Paul Maurice. Uh, you've been, been saying, saying that, that for years. Year. For yeah. years, you've been telling me that, Taylor. You cannot go back to an episode of ours from July or August after he got hired and find us just belligerently making fun of that hire. Definitely not. You've been saying for so long, Paul Maurice is a forward-thinking coach. He really is able to get the most out of his players, and it was just like a really great forward-thinking hire. He certainly has coached a lot of games. He is a coach of a hockey team who has coached you, a lot. You can't deny it. He's coached so many games over the years. Mm, He's been so a coach many. since he was 29, which is pretty wild. Yep, that's true. For he him. has two hands. He does. He mm. technically has coached five different teams now, I believe. Wow. Hartford, Carolina, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Florida. So, you know, a lot of good stuff there. So, so many congrats facts. to the big man. We're all about facts um, on this hockey podcast. I think this is his second. This would be a second cup appearance if he makes it. Wow. So does he do it? Mm, I hope so. <laughs> Good answer. That's fair. It'd be I'll pretty funny that. if that Florida beat Boston, Toronto and Carolina all in a row. We'd have to. I mean, come on. What what a big favor that would be for us doing all three of those. I know. Paul Maurice You're would right. be a legend. We'd You're rename right. this like the Maurice cast. That's what we'll change the name to if they make the cup then the entire uh, couple weeks on that the cup is on. We'll introduce it as the as straight up Paul, straight up Maurice. No, it doesn't have the same ring to it. Mm, yeah, I'm going to think about that. Maurice cast, that could be something. Rixed Maurice. Ah, maybe not. Nah, maybe not that either. <laughs> um, blue and gold make Paul Maurice. Oh, all right. I think we got it. I think that's the one. Yep. Beautiful. Do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share, Taylor, before we sign off for the day? I don't know. Do you have any recommendations? Do I have any recommendations? Hmm. I recommend that everybody watch Succession tonight. Yes, I will be doing that soon. Amen. That sounds lovely. Well, can't wait to talk about it on Wednesday. Yeah, that's going to be nice. Great. Yeah. Um, do I have any recommendations? Let's see. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll do a song. Um, I will recommend I'll recommend uh actually a new Daft Punk song that came out over the weekend. It's a demo from so backtracking actually first a little bit. Uh this year celebrates the 10 year anniversary of their critically acclaimed album, Random Access Memories, which had a ton of hit songs on it, like Get Lucky. Uh, instant crush which was the collaboration with julian casablancas of the strokes and speaking of him they actually recorded a second song together called infinity repeating and they released the demo of that song 
this week or this past week, I should say. So you can find that wherever you stream music. Yeah, new Daft Punk, their first uh, new music that they put out in quite a while. Again, it's just a demo from one of the songs that didn't end up making it on the album from uh, 10 years ago. But pretty cool song, pretty uh, pretty different one. So it's Daft Punk featuring Julian Casablancas and his side project, The Void. So I will recommend that for some some new music for the people. What do you got, Taylor? Jerry Maguire movie that is 27 years old mm. uh watched it last night wow tom cruise's best performance i think Ever? I, don't know, I haven't seen all his movies yeah i don't know it's my favorite one okay. what a weird movie it's a sports movie if folks are interested in that there's a hockey player that's a key central part of the story even though you only see him once it's a it's a it's a wild movie just tonally it's insane the way it's cut is insane it's a two-hour 18-minute movie with 62 scenes wow yeah it Totally bizarre. Uh, Show funny, me the money. Like, yeah. Also, I got to say, this is I've seen it a lot of times, especially when I was a kid. The first time I've noticed um, how bad he gets his ass kicked in that like funny, the classic argument with Jonathan Lipnicki. Mm. He's like, you know, the human head weighs eight pounds and he starts spitting sports facts. And he's like, do you know Troy Aikman has 16,000 something passing yards in only six seasons? And it's like, that's not good. 16,000 passing yards in six seasons? It's like 2,500 yards a year. Why would you bring up Troy Aikman passing yards? Guy throws for like 180 yards a game. Ryder must have been a Cowboys homer or something. Yeah, I don't know, man. Why don't you bring up, I don't know. Was there another guy around in the mid-90s, a quarterback, say, who threw for a ton of yards? Hmm, I God, wonder. I don't know. Oh, impossible to know. Yeah, no, there definitely wasn't at least one. Yeah, and then he brings up like the, the Pete Rose is like, you know, he has the most hits and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right. famously i haven't watched that movie in a bit maybe it's worth revisiting it's it's honestly hilarious but it's also parts cool. are good it's a little shocky i forgot i got nominated for best picture which is wild wow but i love it it's it's such a good time and tom cruise there's a scene in there where he's supposed to be playing a drunk guy i'm pretty sure tom cruise has never been drunk but mm. he's playing a guy he, it, the, jerry mcguire shows up to i don't remember her name in the movie but it's renee zellweger's house yeah and He's supposed to be drunk, and he's like, all right, here's how a drunk guy acts. Smiles uncomfortably, wears sunglasses inside, and then hugs a lady who's mean to him for being honest, which is Bonnie Hunt's character. It's mm-hmm. like, that just seems like Tom Cruise would have done. Yeah. Like 2006 Tom Cruise. <laughs> like the weird smiling thing. It's like, that's not a drunk behavior. That's you. <laughs> that's your behavior, <laughs> man. <laughs> anyway, good stuff. Uh, good movie. That's my recommendation. It. It's on I, Netflix, I want to say. Okay, cool. Nice. Well, there you go, everybody. You got something to listen to and something to watch now. And without further ado, everybody, this has been another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both presenters of this podcast on their respective websites. Whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode, make sure you're going and checking out all of our fellow shows across both networks. And while you're doing that, make sure you are also leaving us a nice little follow or subscribe and leave us a recommendation as well. We'd very much appreciate it or a rating or a view, whatever you want to call it. We would very, very much appreciate it. You can also follow the Hockey Podcast Network the charging buffalo and straight up sabers on facebook twitter and instagram and last but not least folks we love our sponsors and they of course are DraftKings, where you can use that promo code thpn at checkout and speaking of promo codes make sure you're using the one for raycon too and taking advantage of all of those great audio devices and last but not least thin man brewery again we have buffalo sports trivia night coming up on monday the 22nd of may it's going to be a great time and we're looking forward to seeing you then we'll be back with a brand new episode on wednesday everybody thanks so much for tuning in this has been straight up savers hey,